transitioning. Well, hello, White Sox fans, and welcome to another edition of White Sox Daily Live. And uh, hopefully you haven't jumped off a ledge because it's getting ugly out there. Uh, my name is Ian Eskridge. I'm here with my co-host, the Danny Miller. How are you, Danny? Uh, you know, uh, I wish I was doing better uh, after watching, well, you know, the entire last week of White Sox baseball. <clears throat> Uh, you know, last time we were here was, uh, last Tuesday evening and we saw the White Sox take game two of a double header. So exciting. And, and, uh, we have not seen a win since. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I wish we had, uh, better things to talk about, but, uh, you know, at least the, uh, the minor league affiliates are rolling and, uh, are playing, well, what seems to be much better baseball than the major league club at this point in time. But, uh, you know, other than that, I'm doing okay. Uh, waiting for uh, summer to get rolling here. Waiting for spring to come back after, you know, winter has decided to revisit us here at least recently. So, anywho, how are you doing, man? And uh, before you. you answer that, yeah. I want to I wanna say that I'm sure you probably have some things planned for us this evening. I, know, I mean, uh, you know, a little bit. You but... know, we're going to rip a deck of... Uh, some cards later and uh you know we got some things to talk about but before we do after you uh, tell us all how you're doing this evening i just want to uh let you know that i have a question for you before we get started but all go right. ahead and let us know how uh ian's world is these days well you know um other than wanting to gouge my eyes out watching <laughs> the white Sox, um things are okay you know had uh you know, um, just a nice chill weekend. Um, that's about it. It was it was nice and chill, um, and uh, that that was positive and good. Um, other than that, um, not really a whole lot going on, um, which is which is awesome. Um, <clears throat> you know, the like you like you mentioned, uh, I watch a lot of minor league baseball, so. Um, I feel sorry for White Sox fans who do not have minor league baseball to watch because right now the only thing pleasurable about watching anything having to do with the White Sox is watching streams of, um, you know, any of the people talking about the White Sox or the minor league teams because the baseball team itself is just absolutely terrible and... uh, I don't I like I really I genuinely don't know if they're ever going to win another game. So yeah, um I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. <Oof>. That's that's <laughs> about it. Um Yeah, so um minor league stuff great. Major league stuff not so much. But uh I'm doing great. So uh this question you have for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to get right to it here early on in tonight's stream slash pod. And I'm going to ask the, the burning question that, uh, well, some fans have already you know made their decision on this, but uh, the burning question that the other fans that are still on the fence want to know is, is it still too early to write this team off and jump off that so-called ledge you were talking about? Um, <clears throat> well, let me think. Uh you know what? I I actually do think it is still too early to to call it on the season. Um but it 
I don't know, man. It's with how ugly it's been. It's close. I mean, it's getting close, you know, for me to be ready to just be done because I mean, I mean, we all know that they could absolutely. I mean, we've seen it before from other teams where, you know, they, they, I mean, the Phillies, the Braves from a few years ago, we've seen teams that have started off badly and then completely turned it around and ended up in the World Series. However, not if if I was a betting man, um, I would not put the White Sox in that same category as those other two teams. Despite the fact that they've got the talent, I just the play is so ugly. Everything is lackluster. The chase rate is through the roof. Um, the pitching is you know hit or miss, and when it's hit. The bats don't, you know, and when the White Sox hit, which is not very often, um, the pitching's not good either. So, I mean, just in general, yeah, I just, it's uh, it's getting close, man. Um, like I said, I'm sorry for people that don't have minor leagues to watch because <laughs> there's nothing pleasurable about the White Sox right now. Now, uh well, you pretty much said exactly what I was thinking you would say. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of with you uh, for the most part. You know, it's we started this season off where we talked about, you know, okay, maybe they're not winning some games, but they had some entertainment value to them. Uh, they looked like they had kind of changed uh, a little bit of their approach. It looked like they were going to do some things differently that we had not seen in the past, and or at least in the last couple of seasons. Uh, and then, you know, it was almost as if we, as soon as we spoke that into existence, we got, we went right back to see, watching atrocious baseball, where we're seeing errors being made and maybe not in, in the multiples like we were seeing the last couple of seasons, but you know, we're seeing just stupid mistakes. We're seeing guys flail at the plate, you know, plate approach went down the tubes that we early on in the season, there would seem like there was a little bit better approach. And now all of a sudden it's just gone and guys just look like they're pressing left and right. And it's the same thing that we'd been watching the last couple of years. And I get the, the the feeling of wanting to you know break out and separate yourself from the last two seasons, but uh, you know the thing is is you have to do the small things in order to do that. And I just feel like they're all out there trying to do the big things. And fundamental baseball has kind of gone out the window. And I don't know how Pedro Grafal and company aren't in the you know in these interviews absolutely losing their minds and calling these guys out because this soft stuff about oh you know. Every post-game interview with him sounds the same. Oh, you know, I'm not really worried about the pitching. Uh, you know, they uh, the pitching looks okay. They, they, you know, they're, they're they're throwing some good balls up there. Uh, you know, these guys are just hitting the mistakes. But, uh, you know, nothing to worry about here. Excuse me as I spit all over myself. I'm getting all flustered. But, um, you know, and then you hear about the bats. Well, these guys are, you know, they're up there. They're taking some hags. They're putting the ball in play. They're just, you know, they're hitting the ball right at guys. They're hitting the ball hard. 
I'm so tired of hearing that, that this team, wow, we, you know, we're doing the things we want to do. We're just not winning the ball games right now. We're not going to really change anything. Uh, excuse me? You're not going to change anything? Well, you know, the one thing I did notice you changed was the uh, the lineup and the way you're using your players. And I'm seeing Tony LaRusso all over again. These lineups are, I mean, maybe not, okay, I know, I see you shaking your head. And maybe not quite the same, but he's put some garbage lineups out there. Uh, let's Let's just be honest. You know, you want to give some guys a day off and, uh, you know, give them a rest. Well, the one guy who hasn't had a day off, who's been absolutely atrocious and struggling and is seeing three pitches in a bat, almost every at bat, is the guy you throw in the one hole. You know, the, the old saying about, you know, hitting out of a slump. You got to hit your way out of a slump. Well, that guy is swinging at every single pitch he sees. I don't know how many times I've seen a three-pitch strikeout out of him in the last week. It is insane. Sit him down. Let him get a day or two to grab some focus. I understand that he is the best defensive player on your team. But you know what? Now that we have that fully complimentary outfield, Romy Gonzalez is struggling. But, you know, let him play. He hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. Let him throw him out in center field for a day or two and let Luis clear his mind. But, I, you know, I digress. What do I know? I'm just some guy sitting here on a stream watching this team not be so entertaining like we thought they were going to be. And uh, I you know anything you want to add to that. Well, uh, as Gr- Grimtall says here, it's I saw a thread on Twitter that maybe it wasn't TLR's fault, and I couldn't argue. And here's the thing: is that <clears throat> for, from my point of view, is that while obviously the results are not there, um, and you might not like his lineups, fine. Um. But at this point, literally nobody is playing good baseball. You know, there's like. Well, I can't argue with that. You know, like what? Like Ben Benintendi is, you know, at least, uh, you know, pseudo consistent. I mean, he hasn't torn the cover off the ball. Um, no, he's he's your. He's what Nick Madrigal was supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, fine. You know, he's a, he's a slap hitter. You just he's, had to pay seventy five million dollars for a, a slap hitting left fielder that plays decent defense, and <laughs> hey, he does run the bases better than Magical. You got to give him. I, that. I'll give you that, and I'll take a left fielder who knows how to field his position for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, uh, nobody. So uh, TLR, he had pitching at least. He didn't have a, a a complete pitching staff that was uh, just ready to melt down at any sign of any pressure whatsoever, which is basically more or less what's been going on. When there's no pressure on, on the pitching staff and they're already losing, they don't give up any runs. If there's a lead, it's done. It's gone. You know? And, yeah. uh, you know, Pedro does not have that. Pedro doesn't have... Uh, really any, nobody's hitting, nobody's doing anything, you know? I mean, I, I will say this, at least they're playing a little bit more fundamentally sound, a little bit. Defensively, there's, they do look much better than they have the last couple of seasons. Yeah, we'll it, give them that. Yeah, but what, I mean, what are you supposed to do when in the second, second inning, you're down four to nothing already, you know, like what do you, what, 
You know, like the, the if the pitching already puts you down right away and you're only going to, you know, once again, this whole anemic offense, you know, of, you know, if the team scores any runs, you know, it's going to be three or four most of the time, which, you know, has shown if you look at the major league statistics, if you average like under four runs a game, you're not going to win. No. And they're not showing in, that that's exactly what's era. up. Yeah, not I mean, in today's era. Ugly. And you know the thing is, is now with you know we've talked about this before uh, with the pitch clock. ERAs have kind of gone up across the league, mm-hmm. and you know uh, some people will say that's not a direct result of the pitch clock. You know, it's it's a culmination of that and the sticky stuff, and you know batters just being dialed in. And blah 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 blah. There's a billion different reasons, but you know the the thing is is there was a time when maybe you could get away with a three and a half run average, you know, run scored average and win some ball games. Yeah. Five not years ago, today's, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> not in today's game. Yeah. Not in today's game. No. Uh, Major League Baseball has made these rule changes to make offense, a, a, to make scoring runs a, a more important part of the game because apparently uh, that's what the fans want to see. They want to see more runs, they want to see the football score up on the on the scoreboard so that the baseball Apparently. score. So Major League Baseball made all those rule changes to accommodate that. And this White Sox team still can't seem to get beyond a field goal. <laughs> you know? I mean it's yeah. just I mean you're not uh, wrong. You're you're absolutely not wrong. I, so uh it's hard to fathom how an entire team who has shown in the past flashes of greatness how does an entire team fall flat on its face? And the only guy that's really doing anything currently at the moment is a guy who hasn't been here the last couple of seasons. And maybe that's the key. Yeah. He I mean, it might be. Here. Yeah. And I, like the thing is, is that if you traded Luis Robert to Tampa Bay, if they'd even take him. Oh, they probably turn him into uh, Mike Trout overnight. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, you don't put up with his stupidity of swinging at every single thing. And, you know, you put some sort of a uh, restrictions on what he does, move him back in the order. So he's not leading off the game. Um, And, you know, even if he does slump, I still don't see him slumping like this. And I certainly don't see him playing like that. Um, I wanted to bring up something that Ladder Enjoyer mentioned. Uh, he says, I'm convinced they need TA back on a deep metaphysical level. I, I have to say this. His his bat at the leadoff, yeah, that'd be great. You know, um, that would be awesome. But the thing is, he's in the dugout. So if it's for an emotional, you know, as an emotional leader, if that's what they're missing, he's in the dugout. So, yeah, you know? I mean, Pedro made that very clear. If you haven't seen him in the dugout, he did his interview earlier, and uh, he basically said, you know, he might be getting close to a rehab assignment, but he's here every day. Yeah. So you can't tell me that his influence and his, you know, whatever his his presence and, and leadership is missed because he's there. Yeah. Whether he's on the field or not, the person, Tim Anderson, the person, is in the dugout every day. So, you know, I would like to think that, you know, maybe he's the spark that you need on the field. That'd be fantastic. You know, uh, the last week or so, I'm still on that train of defending this team. I have been on the socials a little bit here and there saying, you know, there's no reason to think 
that when Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada come back, that the protection up and down the lineup becomes, you know, even that much more solid. And there's no reason to believe that these, this team can't turn this thing around almost overnight, at least offensively anyway. But then we find out, yeah, Tim Anderson's close to possibly a rehab. He's going to need at least 15 at-bats or so, you know, probably three games down on a minor league, you know, rehab assignment is basically what I'm hearing. But, uh, you know, then we find out that Yoan still can't swing a bat. It's ridiculous. It is never-ending. Well, you know, I'm starting to think, and and I was really hopeful that this wasn't going to be the case, but Yoan's back, and where's that great, or Yoan's back is, uh, I need that equal sign, equal to or greater than, uh, or lesser than uh, Adam Angle's hamstrings. (laughs) You know, I need to throw it out there. Like, are they the same muscle? Is it the same nagging injury that's just going to stay there forever? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, um, you know, we were trying to remain positive. Yeah, it's and trying to be the the lone positive stream podcast. <laughs> Basically in existence because everybody else <laughs> is, you know, is like more or less other than Chuck, who's paid to be positive. Um, you know, like we were the only ones who are saying, ah, it's, you know, we're fine. Um, and even, even we at this point are ready to like, just launch them into the sun. Cause last I mean, the entire season's just been a, a funnel, you know? It just slowly well, And the thing the is, is, I, just like you, I'm not ready to jump off that ledge yet. It is still only the end of April. And yes, they are digging themselves a hole. Thankfully, we are in a division that uh, pretty much the rest of the division is bad. <laughs> so Not I great, mean, win- but... No, but, but winning this division is still... A, a, a strong possibility for it this is team attainable. If, they, if they find their stride. And I don't know, you know, I, I know we uh, were in a chat this afternoon with uh, our very own Logan Hard, and uh, he brought up the uh, the Fall Territory podcast and interview with uh, Lance Lind. And you hadn't seen it at that point. Have you had at least had a chance to see some I of did. the highlights since then? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did, and... Uh... I mean, I understand, like, I, I kind of, like, I, I get what Lance is saying. Um, for those of you that didn't see it, he's, you know, I mean, for, hey, Rudels. F- for uh, you know, all intents and purposes, more or less, he's just making excuses for him. And, I mean, you can say that, you know, you know, that that is, is the reality of things is that they're trying to learn an entire new way of doing things. Um, but well, the game of baseball didn't change completely. See, That's, that's my issue with, with that whole thing is that, okay, you know, you're trying to learn new ways to prepare and everything. Well, if you're trying to learn new ways to prepare for a game and all this stuff, if it's all, if, if it makes, if this preparation method that they're using makes them forget how to play baseball then it's working wonders and it's it's working great (laughs) but you know if 
you know, the the whole thing here is like I, I fail to see how anything that they've done other than upgrade slightly defensively, and you can attribute that to having, you know, Coloss in right field a bunch of the time. You can attribute that to having Benintendi in the outfield. You can attribute that to having Elvis Andrews. You you know, I mean just there are slight defensive upgrades. So the fact that there is a slight defensive upgrade for the entire team shouldn't really be a surprise to anyone just because of basic fundamental baseball skill. But the the issue is, is that it's like they've slowly un, uh, unlearned how to hit a baseball. You know, they, they've forgotten how, you know, anything about any plate discipline, discipline whatsoever has just gone absolutely, absolutely out the window. And it's like they don't know how to play baseball. It's like every single one of them is a terrible baseball player, but a great athlete. Which, you know, we talked about Kenny Williams drafting, you know, uh, the Keon Barnums and Courtney Hawkins types guy, you know, type guys, you know, because they were great athletes. Um, Maybe not the highest uh, baseball IQ, but don't worry, we'll develop them and teach them. Yeah. And where are those guys now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, <laughs> see, uh, Letter Enjoyer says we also go from the hardest strength of schedule in April to the easiest in May, which is which is true, and, and that's that's yeah, great. They're not beating the teams they should have been beating now. I mean, you know, the they're, the winning percentage, I think, for the teams that they're playing right now is like close to 650, 660. Um, that, you know, I mean, I guess it makes sense because their winning percentage is about 300, so that equals 1,000. So, I mean, what, can we look forward to them winning one out of three now? I mean, that's, I, I'm, I guess that's an improvement over the last week, but uh, still not good. I mean... You know, I the feeling I get here is if the pitching seems to figure it out, because what I'm what I'm kind of picking up, and maybe I'm wrong, but like I said, there was a better plate approach early on in the season that has kind of gone to the wayside here lately. And my thought is is because the offense is putting pressure on itself to pick up this absolutely atrocious pitching staff. And if the pitching starts to straighten itself out, maybe the offense kinds of, you know, they settle in a little bit. They don't feel the the absolute need to go out and hammer every pitch that's thrown in their direction. So, you know, I I don't know. I just feel like you know, it, it's it's an old saying that that pitching wins baseball games. But in the White Sox case, if we could just get a decent string of starts out of this, you know, starting rotation, if we can just get, you know, five, six innings of one or two run ball, maybe even get the handful of shutouts going into the sixth and seventh inning, that this <laughs> offense might find a way to click. But unfortunately, it seems like, you know, as soon as you get a runner on base, these pitchers lose their minds. They can't find the strike zone. And then when they absolutely have to find a strike zone, they throw a meatball up there and they get tagged. And, you know, it's just an absolute meltdown from that point on. I mean, we saw it tonight, you know, early in this game. It seemed like we might get a good start. 
it didn't take long for as soon as we get a, one or two guys on base in the third inning, all of a sudden the bats heat up on the other side and the meatballs start getting thrown across the plate and you get shut out because the White Sox offense decides they have to hack away. So I don't really know. I, I'm just kind of spitballing here. And, you know, if you're in the chat right now, you know, let me know what you think. Am, am I off here? Do, do these guys just suck or are they pushing? I, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't have an answer. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's certainly not pleasurable, that's for sure. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's nothing fun about what's going on right now. Um, yeah. I mean, unless you like white, you know, laugh, laughing at the White Sox. If you like doing that, then yeah, everything's great. But uh, yeah, I, you know, and uh, you know, you got people arguing in the uh, in the dugout, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I at this point, I <laughs> something wow. needs to be done. I don't know whether. Uh, you know, Pedro needs to go on a rampage or whatever and uh, go nuts, but um, something needs to change. So, yeah, something. Something, I, I, what that is, I don't really know. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but, you know, my uh, my, my baby girl, Penny the Pitbull, uh, needs to be uh, on the podcast this week, so. She's making an appearance here. That's good. Even DJ, a DH arguing with a gold glove center fielder. Yeah. Yeah, caught that one. I got I to gotta say, though, that, that play out in right field where Lewis Frouder Jr. Uh, ran right in front of Aloy's outstretched glove, literally caught the ball about six inches away from Aloy's uh, open mitt. Uh, it was it was reminiscent of that play where uh, we saw Lloyd just kind of have that stupid smirk on his face a couple of seasons ago out in left field. Uh, but you know, I can you Luis Robert glides. He was over there like with ease. It wasn't like he was chasing that one down. But uh, I think the argument, I think they were right on the broadcast was, you know, it looked like Aloy was kind of upset. At the fact that, uh, you know, I don't hear you calling me off. Mm. You're not talking to me. And this is why we run into each other. This is why we've had these collisions in the past. And it's not happened just once or twice. It's happened a few times. And uh, the last thing we need is guys going on the IL for dumb stuff like that. You know, if you're going to be the center fielder, you want to be the middle linebacker out there, you want to call the place. Well, you got to be, you got to make some noise, be vocal. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I at this point, I like I don't even know. <laughs> I I, I, just, I genuinely I just don't know. I don't know what's wrong. You know, I don't I don't know exactly what's wrong. It just looks like everything. It's just it, it everything. Does. You know, it it does look like everything. Everything is wrong, and you know I don't know. Like you said, this this whole change in philosophy and the way we do things excuse doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Because I mean, the game of baseball, regardless of a couple of rule changes, bigger bases and, you know, the whole no shifting and whatever, uh, they didn't reinvent the game. They made a couple of tweaks. You should not have forgotten how to play. 
that's my feeling as well is that there there is there is no you know if if that's what Lance Lynn's excuse is for this whole thing um get good man you know yeah. get be better you know you he know, said something during that interview with AJ that uh you know, really kind of struck a bell. AJ talked to him about last night's game and how the White Sox players sat in the dugout and watched the Jays celebrate after winning. Or was that a couple nights ago? I don't know, whatever it was. Wow, that's a that's a shot. I know you guys on stream can't see that, but I see some things going on. Yeah, no, I'm here. F- fixing stuff the, for, uh, for Upside later. down Ian. Yeah. Was, uh, fixing was stuff for later. Anywho, uh, you know, Lance uh, Lance was asked by AJ about, you know, what was going on? Why are the White Sox players sitting in the dugout kind of sulking while, the, uh, while, while they're out there celebrating a win? You know, he was like, what, is there a flood in the, in the clubhouse? You know, something happened? Everybody's sick? What's going on? And Lance says, no, you know, uh, I think we just got a group of guys that's tired of losing. You know, and sitting out there watching the other team celebrate should light a fire, make you want to come out and win the next day. Uh, I don't know what you saw, but today uh, I saw White Sox get shut out. Yeah, so sitting in the dugout watching them celebrate did absolutely nothing for them to, uh, you know, have that fire to come out and win a game and be the team celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, it's just so much bad. You know, I, I mean, I don't, at this point, like I said, I don't, I don't even know what to, what to hang it on. They, they might not win another game ever. So oh said, my god! I mean, I, I mean, can't believe you said it, but it feels that way right now, doesn't it? Doesn't it though? I mean, it feels like, like it legitimately feels like I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm like, is this team ever going to win again? I don't know. Well, it's that ugly. Here's the thing. This is still the same team on paper that it has been that damn near every expert in the industry over the last two seasons says this could be a ball club to watch. And even going into this season, you know, a lot of people said, well, they made those improvements that you talked about, the Oscar Cole losses. They made the improvement of the the Andrew Benintendi. They added you know, Clevenger, whatever your thoughts are on them, I don't really care. But they, you know, they added a guy yeah. to the rotation who should be capable. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, they look like they should be better, unfortunately or not. So that gives me the hope that, yes, this team can turn it around. But the, if they continue to dig a hole, it's not going to get easier. You've got to get out of that hole before that hole gets too deep that you cannot climb yourself your way out of it. We're not, you know, you can't expect to be the uh, 01 A's. Is that 01? No, they're like the 2023 A's, though. So it's almost as good. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so of uh, all the Major League Baseball teams, I think the only ones who haven't won a series are the A's and the uh, and the Rockies. Besides the White Sox. Yeah, the uh, the Nats won a series, 
Uh, Actually, the I think the A's just won a series, didn't they? I don't think so, but no. I could be wrong. Um, but uh, I was looking at it yesterday. I'm pretty sure that's not. Uh, no, maybe not. All right. Well, I have no regardless. idea what you're talking about there, Rudels. What list? What do you? Oh, the bereavement list. Gotcha. Oh, I don't know if it was the same person or not. That's a. That is a fine question, young man. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, there's just not anything positive to talk about, and like at this point, like the only stats that are really uh, anything at this point is something that is, uh, you know, profoundly negative, you know, something that is, yeah. uh, contributing to the demise of the White Sox, uh, whether it be, you know, chase rates or, um, you know, high leverage relief rolls, um, just, you know, not throwing first pitch strikes, um, walking too many guys. Although I, at least the bullpen kind of got that under control somewhat. Um, a little bit, but I mean, it's just it's one thing after another, and it's like there's there are literally zero positives to the entire team at this point, and it's it's uh, you know, I know that uh, beef loaf from the one hundred eight, you know, whenever the White Sox torpedo themselves and uh lose a game he says that that's going to uh kill off five more white Sox podcasts i mean when you're playing when you're watching your team play like this i mean i don't i mean we stuck it out through you know some difficult times last year and uh even in late 2021 um yeah that second half was not exactly uh easy baseball to uh watch let alone you know come out here and do a, at least a one hour show if not more often than that two hour show at week in and week out but uh here we are and uh i don't see us you know unless you're not telling me something here i don't foresee us going anywhere i'm here for it yeah you know i'm not uh even if it's just a, like i've said in the past even if it's just a a platform to vent a little bit you know form of therapy if you will uh i'm gonna be here <laughs> every Tuesday doing my thing here with my partner Ian cuz uh <coughs> excuse me wow uh you know what else do I have to do as a White Sox fan <laughs> yeah what else are we going to do um so we can't uh, celebrate so we're going to sit here and talk all the crap we can <laughs> yeah there's there's not much celebrating going on uh other than um Officer Doofy uh, is checking in, and he says, well, if it makes you feel any better, the minor league development system, and as far as structure, is the best we've seen in at least three years. I will agree with that, as that, yeah, you know, I watch a lot of minor league baseball, and like I said, if I didn't have minor league baseball for the White Sox, I, I would legitimately not watch very much. Because um, I don't know if I could uh, I could deal with you know watching this crap night in and night out and uh, and and keep interest you know for longer than a couple of months at this point because of what we saw last season you know like what reason do I have to you know 
continue to put myself through that, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, you know, like uh, Officer Doofy says, I agree. Guys are going to the plate with an approach. Pitchers have a plan, and managers are taking chances on the basis. Yeah, you know, the, the minor leagues have been a lot of fun. Um, I'm and there's a lot of young talent down there as well, too. I, I just want to point out, and I know I've said it in streams and pods past, but, uh, you know, a lot of Sox fans will – kind of piss and moan about uh, the way the Sox have drafted and, you know, oh, Rick Hans missed on this and that and the other thing. But Mike Shirley over the last couple of years has really found some good young talent that shows some promise, regardless of what the farm system ranking is at this particular moment. I do think you're going to see some guys kind of climb that ladder. And, uh, you know, I-, I have hope for the future. And especially with this Sox club. You know, we we've said it in the past. Uh, I don't foresee a whole lot of these guys getting traded away because you know how the Sox are—they fall in love with their prospects. So maybe we can see these guys graduate in a few years, and you know we might be we might be talking up a different tune, especially if these guys are getting the the, the proper development as opposed to the players who are with the club now who did not get the proper development. You know, it might be a completely different story, but you know that remains to be seen, and that's gonna be a little bit off here yeah yeah um so yeah like like officer doofy says i you know you've heard me sing the praises of coach barquette on here for months and months just uh talking about the the changes that i see in the development to the guys in the minor leagues and i mean it's it's really looked it was it's been really evident this season so far where basically, you know, I mean, Charlotte lost tonight. Um, Barron's got smoked tonight. Um, Dash swept a doubleheader and the, the ballers lost. But the thing is, is that you see snippets where you don't see a lot of stupid things happening. Most of the stupid things you see are coming on the other side of the field, you know, from the other team. Right. Um, it seems like there are right. a it's lot of young guys that are, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it just seems like fine. our guys are capitalizing on on the mistakes. Yeah, as opposed to the other way around here at that you know the major league club level. As opposed to the way you know, as opposed to the way that the White Sox do things, where um, you know, you're not uh, you're not sure if they've ever seen a baseball before. You know, um, <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of positive stuff going on and, um, you know, I, I, I'm in, I am legitimately enjoying watching minor league baseball, which last year it was a little bit more of a, a slog through the entire season. You know, there was, you know, pretty much not one team that was really playing well. I mean, like you would get individual performances, Quite often, you know, uh, obviously the Colson Montgomery thing was a, you know, a big boost for everybody last year. Uh, especially yeah, it was with, a lot of fun to watch and talk about yeah, for sure. Exactly, um, and uh, we got a, a lot of stuff that's positive right now. And you know, Officer, Officer Doofy mentions you know they still need dominant pitching, but I will say you know like there's been some really nice developments from some of the some of the pitching. You know, Christian Mayna. 
I mean, unfortunately, yeah. uh, we're seeing Norhe Vera uh, got added to the IL again. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but you know, I, I I revert back to you know your interviews with uh, you know Kurt and Dan, you know the announcers down there and in the in the minor league system. And if you guys haven't listened to those, I suggest you really do. Uh, they're pretty fantastic stuff. But, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys that were talked about in those interviews that uh, if you haven't heard about them, I think you should check them out. But, uh, you know, Shane Lee was one of those guys that was talked about quite a bit. And, you know, watching some of his performances, I'm thinking, you know, maybe there is some halfway, you know, maybe not completely dominant, but some halfway dominant pitching down there. Christian Mena, like you mentioned. You know, there's there's a handful of guys down there that I think can can bring it, and they they show some some pure uh, just skill. You know, I mean, they're 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 guys that they're not throwing; they're actually pitching. You know, as opposed to what we've talked about last week's you know pod, where you know does every pitcher on the White Sox have to throw a hundred miles an hour? <laughs> got guys down there can bring it, but there's also some guys down there that are pitching it that are spotting pitches that are throwing some junk. And hitting spots, commanding their pitches. Unfortunately, you know, we got guys up here who are big-name household players, household-name players like Lance Lynn who can't command any of his pitches. And he said it himself. I'm, it's, it's not that I'm not going up there and, you know, not firing away. I'm just not hitting my spots. I'm getting behind on counts. I'm walking guys. Well, yeah. We noticed. You're figure Thank it you. out. <laughs> you know, figure it out. <laughs> Apparently, it's you know. But again, I know that's easier said than done. But come on now, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, like they say in uh, in little league. Hey, you're good, man. Just throw strikes. Just throw strikes. <laughs> you're good. Just throw strikes. Just throw strikes. Yeah. Why couldn't you do that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I mean, whatever. Um. I don't know. So, uh, you know, since we're on the minor league system, and I'm, I'm guessing that it is, this past week has gone by, we're just going to blow right over our uh, We See You segment this week because there's really nobody to see. Oh, we've seen enough. We've, we've seen enough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, we can do the We See You segment, but it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a positive <laughs> We See You. It's going to be a, uh, you know, you feel seen because... everything that we're saying right now you're like yeah that's me so unfortunately yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah so uh you know i guess we'll just go ahead and skip that this week but uh you know you are the minor league guru do you have uh anybody you kind of want to talk about or focus on this week well i mean there's there's been uh, uh quite a few positive uh things going on um i don't know if you saw but uh wilford Varus uh was the uh sally um player of the week uh in uh, winston-salem and um Forget how many home runs he hit i think he hit three home runs yeah. last week and uh he had um I think two outfield assists and 
you had a uh, a double play today on a boneheaded uh, base running mistake by a guy um, running to second on a hit that he didn't think Veras was going to get to. He did and doubled him off at first. Um, he's looked really good. Um, his plate approach has been pretty stinking good. I mean, there's still there's still some strikeout stuff going on there. Um, it, but it's not anything that I that I don't feel could get cleaned up you know it's um for him like i I don't have anything to be really negative about other than there's a few more strikeouts than i'd like and uh right you know with the improvement in his plate approach from last year um i don't see any reason why it's not something that he couldn't clean up again and you know over this season into next you know um also dj gladney same thing um Showing off his power, driving in runs all over the place, um, you know, playing a competent left field. So, um, yeah, no, those two guys are doing really well. And somebody asked me yesterday, um, you know, guys who are in the top 30 that are showing like a 20, you know, like a 2025 type, you know, uh, date for being up in the bigs and I kind of think those two guys, cause, uh, I think, um, Varus is 20 and, uh, Gladney's 21 and they're an advanced day. I think that even, you know, even if they do go off, you know, continue going off for the rest of this year, I don't see them going above double a, and I would say it'd probably be double a AA and triple a next year, you know? So I would think that it would probably more likely be like a, uh, 2025, you know, thing. But the thing is, is that you think the, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, it's just, you know, you got to wait for, let them go through their development. Well, I mean, yeah, that, but you also have to figure out what's going on with this, with this major league roster. What are they going to do with it? If it continues to do what's happening right, right now, what what's the point in keeping them around? You you've got a two hundred million dollar pay, payroll of guys who can't play baseball. Yeah, but but isn't there something like close to sixty of that coming off the books next year? Yeah, no, there is. Yeah, but I mean, you know, um, once but well, there are still some guys that are under contract, you know, through twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six that are going to block some of these young players unless yep. you know you trade somebody them. gets yeah. You know, somebody gets put on the hot seat, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, with Giolito uh, and Lynn going, you know, because I have uh, even, you know, if Giolito manages to, uh, you know, get his all his stuff back in order, if he has a good year this year, there's I, I have zero confidence the White Sox are going to keep him around. A, because he hasn't been consistent at it, and B... You know, they like just they're just not going to spend that kind of money. They don't sign pitchers. Starting pitchers will not get a long-term contract in Chicago. That ownership group would rather fall flat on their face and fail than go out and sign a long-term high-dollar contract because they think maybe they're going to look like you know idiots for doing so when you, you know, when that contract blows up on them. So we'd rather take our chances on a bunch of $4 million guys than one $25, 30000000 million guy. You know? Yeah. It's, I, just, it's, it's yeah. just the way they operate. No. I, you know, like the thing was, I, I saw a social media post that was 
uh, complaining about the people complaining about the fact that the White Sox haven't signed a nine-figure deal. And um, my 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 thinking when I was looking at that, and I, I didn't reply, but you know, I just don't feel like putting out the energy to to have people argue with me about nonsense. But um, like <laughs> my my feeling on this whole thing is is that it's not necessarily that the White Sox. It's not that they haven't done it. It's well, I mean, I guess it is that they that they haven't done it, but at this point, do if I was if I was the one who was investing money into this investment, uh, into you know making this product on the field, and I saw what was being done by my general manager, and you know, I don't know who he'd want to give that nine figure deal to. I mean, I know that they talked to, uh, you know, they botched that whole Manny Machado thing. But um, if it was anybody that was on this roster, I, I wouldn't want to pay nine figures. No. Unless I've got them for, you know, uh, I don't know, eight years, nine years. Maybe I'd give them $100 million if they were, you know, a middle-of-the-road player, you know, just to keep them around if I felt like they, you know, did like a decent enough job. You know, but I mean, like, even then, like, I I can't think of anybody that I would want to give on this team. I can't think of one person that I would want to give $100 million to except for Cease. That's pretty Same. much it. Um, like, who, who, else, who else are you going to give anything more than, you know, it, 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 with what is going on right now? I don't think I'd want anybody on this team for 10 years, $300 million. Like there's the, even, even if, you know, Aloy ends up I having hope- a decent season, I have zero confidence that next year that he's not going to blow out a, a knee or a hamstring. You right. know, my hope was that Louis Robert would be that player that we were talking about extending or, you know, re-signing to a, a long-term multi-year, you know, high dollar contract. But my hope was the reason that that was going to happen was because he was out there showing out. And he does that with the glove. You know, I'm ready to give the guy the gold glove already this season. I mean, he's throwing the leather around out there. But, man, does he look lost at the dish. And, you know, that's the type of player. It Could he get hot? Sure. Can he figure it out? Sure. But like you said, there, there's there's been no consistency there. And there's nothing to convince me that even if he did get hot, that he would not fall back into another one of these extended slumps and flail away at every hook that's six inches off the plate, low one away. You know, I just, there's no, there's no reason for me to believe that he consistently lay off that pitch yep. and do the damage that he was, you know, brought over here to do. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, you know me, I don't normally get like this negative about stuff, but like, I'm just, you know, it's not that I don't think that they can turn it around this year. I'm just tired of watching this, you know? Well, that's the thing. The entertainment value has in the crapper fast. You know, I, I, I'm I'm hoping that this is just a short-lived feeling for White Sox fans. Like I said, there are reasons to believe that, you know, it can turn around. But sure, I ain't seeing much from them at the moment. 
Yeah. I mean, even if they did, you know, like, I just don't know how you turn an entire roster around because it's not like half of the team's playing and the other guys are trying to figure some stuff out. It's literally everybody on the team has forgotten how to play baseball. And I don't see how any kind of preparation or anything like that is going to fix the fact that they look like they cannot play baseball. You know, I, it, to me, as a manager, maybe, or you know, pitching coach, uh, Ethan Katz, I know you're not listening, but... Uh, hey, he might be. You, know, you never it, know. It, hey, maybe. Maybe, maybe he's... Uh, my uh, thought is, is, you know, maybe he's uh, Officer Doofy 8. I don't know. Hey, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is you know, he's got to be feeling the heat with the way the staff is throwing the ball right now. Uh, and like you said, it, it's kind of like he's got to feel like he's in no man's land because how do you fix an entire pitching staff and not just the starting rotation, but the bullpen has had its issues as well. Uh, you got to feel like you're drowning. And my only thought is, is maybe we, you know, take the next couple of weeks to focus on two or three guys at a time and get two or three guys fixed at a time and then move on to another two or three guys. And so they're trying to fix everybody all at once because your attention is split in so many different directions, trying to trying to fix the staff right now that maybe you should just kind of focus on biting it off in small chunks. You know what I mean? I don't really know. Again, you know, we're just two guys sitting here talking to some fans on, uh, you know, over the interwebs. Yeah. Uh, difficult to say how they're going to fix this thing, but you know, those are what, that's what these guys get paid the big dollars for. So I'm still hopeful that uh, they figure this thing out and turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, like, I don't know. Uh, I, can, I can't think of one specific thing that is going to fix it. And, I, I you know, I'm still uh, firmly entrenched in the fact that I don't think that it's uh, that, that it has anything to do with Pedro, to be honest, other than uh, maybe him not getting angry, you know, enough anyway, you know. like I, uh, I would like to see some fire. Because this, you know, soft touch baby approach that, you know, not only he has, but, you know, our previous manager seemed to have with this team doesn't seem like it's working. Well, yeah, that's that's exactly what, uh, you know, that's exactly what um, Ozzy was saying on the on the post game, you know, is that, you know, he's being too nice and all that stuff and. I don't know, man. Uh, I just yeah. Uh, you're talking about uh, yesterday, not today, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even watch today's, and I, I probably should have. Uh, but you know, it was. You it didn't was, miss anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was so close to the uh, to the stream and everything, and I was, you know, sh- trying to get stuff, uh, trying to get stuff going because uh, I, I, I was um, an irresponsible adult to uh, uh, adult, uh, uh, an irresponsible adult <laughs> today. And uh an irresponsible dolt. Yeah, I'm an irresponsible dolt. Um and I took uh Mr. Rudels over to the uh card king in uh I think it's Downers Grove. Um and we went and bought some baseball cards and uh, uh some... well you sounds like you had more fun than I did watching the broadcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we had we certainly had more fun than watching that garbage. Um yeah, and I like the White Sox game had started, and 
I just continued to watch the Dash because they were the only, you know, like they're playing baseball. So yeah, two wins and a doubleheader today. Why not? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll take it. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, do you want to quit this uh, this negative nonsense? You got anything else interesting uh, for this week uh, that's stopping us from opening some uh, some baseball cards? No, uh, I would much rather get on to the fun. Yeah, let's find some. Let's find some entertainment value in our show for the rest of the evening. I, I hope we're entertaining you guys. Uh, you know, and uh, the, well, the only thing I will say is, if you're listening and you have not heard that Fall Territory uh, podcast interview with uh, Lance Lynn, I gotta say, uh, you know, I didn't know how to feel about that podcast as it started just recently here at the you know basically the start of the 2023 season uh aj if you weren't already a fan of him is is pretty fun to listen to sometimes i mean he uh he doesn't pull punches he gets out there he lets you know how he feels and he asks the hard questions so uh if you guys aren't listening to that i suggest it's pretty good uh pretty good listen yeah i mean like thing is he's not afraid to uh to bust <laughs> balls you know which is no which is nice you know it's something yeah, that it's we're a little not bit refreshing yeah, it's right. it's good. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, White Sox Daily dot Substack dot com at Daily White Sox on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook group and a YouTube page. Just search White Sox Daily. You can find this podcast on uh, our Substack, or you can find it uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, Open up a case of 2022 Heritage Minor League cards, uh, tops 22, um, and we're going to enjoy some enjoy some baseball cards because uh, the White Sox are not making it easy to enjoy actual Major League Baseball. So um, we're going to enjoy ourselves uh, through uh, spending money. <laughs> so um, thanks for coming and hanging out in the uh, in the chat and. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming and watching. Um, and uh, this the break will be on our YouTube if you're interested in watching it. Hopefully we get some uh, Colson Montgomery's and Oscar Colas's and all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see what uh, see what comes up. Um, but uh, thanks for hanging out. 